What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time live, I go over any relevant headline articles that are happening across the country, what is happening in the local market. And then I go over the data itself so that you yourself can, can be informed and be a better real estate investor or being more educated. That's why I go over this show every Friday. But of course, if you or anyone has any questions, feel free to leave it on the comments below. If you're watching this in real time, I will cover your question or your comments. If you are watching this on YouTube or the podcast, feel free to leave it in the comments or send me a message and I'm happy to answer it. Let's go over the, the events of the week. So millennials are driving US home sales. This has been completely underestimated in terms of the buying power and just in terms of the number of individuals that are millennials. And we get poo-pooed all the time of, oh, millennials don't know anything about investing. They're just Robin Hood traders. I think people need to understand what is a millennial. A millennial is someone aged 25 to 39 years old. You know, a lot of people that are in the 30s may already have a couple of kids and they're already growing their family. So it's not as young as you may think. Now, there's always been, like I said, there's always been a lot of negative connotations with it, but it's a huge population. If you think about most of the tech companies, a lot are working there and they're earning more than they ever before. They'll continue to grow into the high points of the career. So something to be mindful of as we see this across the entire US, it's a huge factor that people are not seeing. You will see on the market update at the end of the show to see where prices are at and where they will likely go because we are just at the end of February at this time. So something really interesting to see, just a huge drive. We will continue to see this, especially a lot of millennials are moving away from the renter market into the home ownership market. So let's talk about prices. Home prices soared 10.4% in December year over year. Phoenix saw the largest price increase at 14.4%. Keep in mind, December of last year, well, December of the previous year was not the actual range. So I suspect if you actually compare to December, to last, let's say March, this number would actually have been much higher. So if you did a March over March or April over April, I think these numbers are over 20%, if not 25% in one year. It, that's what happens when uh, you have uh, you know, people from the Bay Area or people from more expensive uh, areas that have the same income that can buy in these areas that cost a third, a fourth. So don't be surprised if that happens. They will not be too concerned generally with a lot of appraisal risks because they will come in with a good amount of down given how much money they have saved up. So be mindful of that uh, as the year continues to go on. So uh, if people thought the Bay Area was crazy, as you can see, actually other places around the US have actually been much more intense thanks to the ability to have um, to have people be able to work remotely and to work in other places or, or work remote indefinitely. Something just to be mindful of, I suspect it probably will slow down a little bit uh, but I think it'll still be incredibly busy. It'll be hard to probably beat 20 to 25% in one year, but another 20% in one year is not, not unheard of. I, I, I would not be surprised given where the market is at, at this time. As 16 homes sales are still too hot. Days on the market went from 43 days last year to 21 days currently. This is the national average. I mean, think about this. On a national level, it's already 21 days on the market. If you have been shopping in the Bay Area, you would have known that things are about basically a week, a week long is typically for most homes. Keep in mind, things are not going to go too much faster than a week, 
right? Because if you think about it, they want people still want the minimum amount of days to be able to show a home. So at least you get a weekend in, go take a look at homes, and then they can get the maximum offers. Now, the weekend is very compressed. You may be surprised or you may see like the weekend is completely booked, especially where everybody's trying to book in 30 minute increments. So you kind of have to go see in between. So it's getting a lot more packed, but it's hard to say it'll be faster. Um, and, and it's because by design, the reality is it could be faster. It could be a one day turnaround if they wanted to, but then they won't have the maximum exposure. They won't have the maximum bid. So I don't think things will get any faster. I think things will just be kind of one week. Uh, it will continue to be a one week turnaround. I think that'll be the case for at least the next few months. So if you are looking, don't be surprised. That's just what it is. It's been that way actually for like nine months now. So this is nothing new. It's all about level setting expectations and understanding the market than trying to derive something on your own. It's been this way. It's the cycles, the velocity of how things are. The The caveat though is condos and townhomes in, in the past have not been as fast, but those are actually also shortening on days. So in the past, it may have been maybe two weeks, three weeks. Now it's also being one week turnaround too. So the condo townhome market, the days on market is shrinking because people may either give up on single family or they may be buying those as investment properties. So something to be mindful of as well, like patience has a price. I think people need to understand that. You can wait all you want, but patience has a price, not just a price on, on actual price, on the listing price, on how much you buy it for, but you may also notice that interest rates have gone up and have jumped quite a bit in the last couple of, uh, basically last week or so. Now, granted high level, it's still very low. We still have record lows. Uh, relative to previous years, but it's not the lowest as as of now. I think we're creeping up to about 2.8, 2.9% for 30-year fix. So be mindful of that uh, as you decide when is the right time for you. There is a price to pay for these things. When it comes to the Bay Area, real estate, investors buy Sunnyvale apartments near development site. It just shows like even though rental figures have dropped, there is lots of opportunity for developers to buy assets maybe uh, re renovate it completely. Like, as you can see, this is a pretty old complex. Could renovate it completely, make it more premium, or um, they may be able to convert it into something else. You can see all of these different activities that happened within the last year itself. And these are large complexes, right? 540 units, 315. I mean, look at this, 540 units, $248 million purchase back in March, 2020. This is about 500,000 per unit, right? Uh, for those that invest like myself in, out of state, you know, apartments, you're talking about like 50,000, 100,000 per unit. But you can see these are uh, many cases, in this case, 500,000 per unit. You have some in Milpitas. This is what is that, about 300,000 per unit. So, kind of interesting to see there's still a lot of activity. It could be opportunities for individuals or it could be potential redevelopments because a lot of construction is still happening all around, especially from big tech. If you don't agree or you don't know that, drive by Sunnyvale, drive by Mountain View, um, drive by where, where Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, Apple, NVIDIA, Amazon, Microsoft, look at what they're doing, right? Look at what they're doing. They're still constructing like crazy. And this is a perfect opportunity to do so because there's no traffic. They can go as fast as they possibly can to build because they know people will be coming back to the office very, very soon. So they might as well build as much as they can right now. And that way, when people are back, they have more space, but also they'll feel you know comfortable, but they also have a whole lot more space, uh, corporate real estate space than ever before. 
Okay, so that's about the news. Not too much uh, news updates for the week. Um, however, the biggest headline, the biggest things to get away is the increases in price. Um, I've told all of my clients, and I'll tell you guys as well because you guys are tuning in. You get a little bit of an insight as to what's actually happening with the market. Take a look at this data yourself. We are closing it at the end of February. Keep in mind, this is all old data, right? Because remember, when a property goes on the market, it will sell. It'll go pending. And then the data will become public 30 days later. So everything that's reported here are technically bids that went in likely at the end of January. So this is kind of the end of January results. You want to think of everything as a one month, at least a one month laggard. And because I make five to seven offers every week, I know what houses are going for relative to these data points. So as of right now, you can see it for yourself though. The data, as you can see, look at the increase of February of the close versus the previous months. We are at all time record highs. Oh, sorry. Let me go San Mateo County first because this is even more stellar than anything else. So San Mateo County, you have 162 new listings this week, 172 went contingent pending this week. So there's the higher amount of contingent pending than previous weeks, uh, than, the, than the number of new listings. But the, the levels are pretty high. This is actually pretty good numbers, pre-shelter uh, levels, right? It's pretty high in terms of amounts. But you can see the price. Look at the spike in February. We are at all-time record highs now. And we saw this for the previous weeks if you tune in on the YouTube channel. But you can see these are all-time records. And compare this to what it was two to three months ago. This is a pretty stellar and incredible. This is about, I would say, 250000 over $1.5 So if you did that math... Uh, you're talking about one six. So that's like 13% increase, 13% increase in the last couple of months. Right. And it's just getting started. Quite frankly, people are coming back to San Mateo County. They see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, people going back to the offices. And so they want San Mateo County again. So for those that had the opportunity to buy, you did have your chance, but this is the re the new normal of what is happening in San Mateo County. It is very competitive. Um, I made a bid this week on a San Mateo property, beautiful property, one of the nicest properties I've ever seen so far in terms of a fit of like kind of uh, kind of historic mixed with modern and that sold for uh, over 2.5 million and that was listed at 2 million. It should have sold for around 2.3 if you compare it to the previous data. So it gives you an idea. It did an increase of about 10% uh, over what others have sold for in the last couple of months. So that kind of goes in line with the data, as you can see here. Look at condos and townhomes. Even condos have picked up, right? So it's been declining for a while, but look at this figure. It has picked up pretty significantly. I don't I don't know if it'll beat record highs just yet, but it certainly has picked up. So make no mistake, um, the market uh, has picked up tremendously in the last, as you can see, just one month, huge pickup. Let's take a look at Santa Clara County. Santa Clara County, 423 new listings. This is the highest that it has been all year, even compared to last year. But look at the number of pending, 462 contingent pending. So significantly strong demand when it comes to uh, Santa Clara County. And same result as what you saw in San Mateo County. It didn't have as much of a dip uh, throughout the year. But you can see it has approached all-time record highs. If you compare it to the last couple of months, you're talking about between uh, five to 10% gains in the last two months alone, which is evident here. And at the same time, I made an offer, I got an offer accepted 
we we had to make a bid even if they close at the end of february we made a bid and we had to pay five percent over what uh something has you know what closed basically last week five percent over that so i suspect when we hit the march figures because i'll close in march we're going to see another five percent increase likely uh compared to what it is in february keep that in mind Keep it in mind as well, like these are stepping stones, right? So the way that the price increase works is that if you think about it, this is a pub, this becomes public. So this is a new baseline. Whether the baseline, as you can see, is 1.45 million for a single family home, whatever it is. If that becomes public and the market is still just the same amount of competitiveness, people will then use that as a metric and then they'll put a premium on top of that. That's how these kind of jumps happen, right? So there is a price to pay as you wait months. We are not even in springtime. Spring is the busiest time of the year. So you will have even more buyers. And so typically what happens is that you'll have these kind of, you know, as you can see, they're, they're like stepping stones throughout, right? And um, if it's a certain amount of people and people start losing patience and they get, you know, they start, you know, because they keep searching for a while and then they get frustrated and not educated about the process, like all of my clients here and all the viewers here, that kind of becomes the problem in general. So something to be mindful of as you wait time, there is a price you pay, not just of higher interest rates, but even a higher price altogether. And you see the data yourself. We are only in February. This is not the busy time. So keep that in mind as you figure out your schedule and as you kind of go about your search. And same with condos and townhomes. Look at this. This is all-time record highs, right? This is the highest it's been all year. So it's a similar result. When we had to buy a townhome, we had to pay about 10% higher than what it tried to even sell for four months ago. But that's about right. As you can see, for single family, it's, it's basically 10% in two months. For four or five months, about 10%, that kind of uh, is, is, is in line, as you can see this kind of this chart. So something to be mindful of for condos and townhomes as, as well. Alameda County, it's not as intense right now, but it's still very competitive. So, but the, the difference is there's a big variance. Like Alameda County, you know, some are like very competitive, like let's say um, the Northeast Bay. Uh, so like the Berkeley, Piedmont, Oakland area, I have some clients looking out there. Uh, let's say the kind of Dublin, Pleasanton area, those are more competitive. And you have others that may be a little bit less. So uh, there is a bigger range, so it's a little bit harder um, to gauge, but it's really dependent on the city of what you should expect. However, as you can see, prices are at all-time highs as well. And this is likely just the beginning. Condos, townhomes, they've been relatively flat uh, throughout, as you can see here. Let's take a look at Contra Costa County. Even Contra Costa County has certainly continued to increase, right? You just keep February numbers, all-time record highs. We're at about $800,000 for a median uh, a home in Contra Costa County. Uh, still very competitive out there. Look at condos, townhomes. It has declined a little bit over the last few months, but still higher than about a year ago. Now, not all stories are the same. Let's take a look at San Francisco. San Francisco, though, look at single family. It's kind of leveled off throughout the year, as you can see. So it still moves fast, but you're not seeing much price increase. You might see a slight, slight decline. We're talking about maybe 1% or 2%, so nothing too dramatic there. Things still move relatively quickly. But take a look at condos and townhomes in San Francisco. For a while, it had dipped. If you compare it to about a year ago, it had dipped, let's say, about 10%. But you can see the February figures, it has picked up again over kind of some of the lows of the past. So 
I think people are seeing that light in San Francisco as well. They use this as an opportunity to buy in assets before people do go back into the office. Keep that in mind as you consider uh, San Francisco. And last but not least, let's take a look at Marin County. Marin County, take a look at this. Man, look at that increase. Record high. We are close to a median sales price of uh, a little over $1.55 million for a single family in Marin County. This is the all-time high. You can see how it compares over the last couple of months, the winter time. You can see it increased by about 150000 160000 um, So that's about 10% increase already in the last two months. Something to be mindful of. There's not too many condos and townhomes. I'll probably actually remove this altogether. There's only like 600 out of the last year. So I just deleted this in real time. There's only like six, that's only like 50, 50 a month. So it won't really cover too much of Marin County there. Well, I hope this was helpful. Every week I go over the market data so that you become a more informed buyer or seller. And, um, and you know, I like to just bring the transparency to the market so that you will actually have a competitive advantage because all this data will be reported by those news articles that you see from the Mercury News or uh, you know SF Times, so on and so forth. So if you or anyone you know has any questions about the Bay Area market, love to help. It's been a wild, wild uh, beginning of the year for me. I've already helped 12 families buy a house in the Bay Area. So love to help you. If you or anyone else you, you know has any questions, we can figure out the game plan. You can find my contact details below or send me a message if you're watching this on my social media channels. Enjoy the Friday, enjoy the weekend, and I'll see you at the next one. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. If you like this show, please be sure to leave a five-star review for wherever you have searched for it. And if you wanted to talk about your real estate goals, feel free to reach out at any time. You can email me at spencer at spencerhsu.com or give me a call or text 408-223-5493. Talk to you soon. Have a good one.